Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose. And I think a little fear. I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broadwaisted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and bonjour amour. Today, what you need is fire and ice. I want to go to Hollywood, but the crooked path is as it should be. Or is it as it could be? Anyway, have some, some have not. But at the Grand Parade's Grand Waltz, everybody's doing it. I mean, who couldn't dance with you? There are roses at the station, but love can't happen. So I guess... We'll just take a glass together. Don't worry. There's no encore here at the Grand Hotel. Joining us today are the usual Tommy Tuners, including... Every time, man. Every time. I figure we'll just never talk about Grand Hotel. No, I mean, I appreciate that. That was was quite impressive. Thank you. Every time. Kevin, H-A-P-P-Y, Jager. Hi, guys. And Kimberly, our game master, an unofficial babysitter for the hour. Yes, hello. Yeah, stay safe. Always. And with us today is a special guest that you probably know from the world of Twitter. Passionate about Broadway, she's head of Laura Haywood Media and leads the AOL Build Series interviews with your favorite stars. Let's give a big Broadway so welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Laura Haywood. <laughs> Hi, guys. Really funny if the name of the company was Laura Haywood Media. And it and was, was run by someone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, welcome, and our guest today I feel is... Like, I feel like um, David Barton Jim was sold to somebody other than David Barton, though. Oh, that is true. That's but true. It, was, at least it started by David Barton, correct? Yeah, right. but then yeah. he sold it to somebody else, and then it went out of business. Wah, wah. Don't sell, don't sell! <laughs> or good on selling before it went out of business. <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> so you can follow her at, of course, at Broadway Girl NYC. On Every platform. On if every you can platform. get a username, yes. I've got it. <laughs> Are there like niche ones that you have that you kind of don't use? Well, I don't think I've ever used Pinterest, but I have a Pinterest account. <laughs> I'll follow you right um, now. And Snapchat, like I tried, and mm. I'm just too old. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm too old fun. to try to figure that out. I love the filters, yeah. but I don't need to send it to anybody. No, I need play to with them. Is that yeah. when you get to be a cat or a dog? Yeah, and, yeah those I, things are awesome. But I just want to send them to my mom, and she's not on Snapchat. You know? <laughs> Do you take them like can you can you like export them from Snapchat? You can save them. Like mm-hmm. if you take it, you can save it instead of sharing it to a story. Oh, because okay. some people use it as their grinder picture. Oh yeah, really? They do. Yeah, they do because it huh. gives a little anonymity because then you're like a bear and not just yourself. So oh, so oh, like, but also you a bear. But a bear, but a bear as a bear. <laughs> I just uh, use it for any selfie I take because they have that like pretty filter. Oh yeah, <laughs> like they any do. selfie. I'm just like, wait, Snapchat. there's a pretty filter. Oh yeah, there's literally a filter that like puts contour makeup on you. Wait for real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh damn. We should do one before the end of the night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like guys? the one that makes me look like I'm covered in like a very fine gold glitter. Yes. What is this magical I don't know thing? What's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't chat in a snappy way. 
<laughs> Did you know there's a um, this is maybe outside the realm of the interests of your listeners, but Bill Belichick, the football coach, mm-hmm. um, there was some social media Snapchat? controversy. No, he was like, I'm not on Snapface, <laughs> and that was a, just a headline on all the sports websites. Well, of course he doesn't know what Snapchat is. I know. I just I like the questions. idea of it being called Snapface. Oh, I mean, it is mostly yeah. faces. All he says is we're uh, focused on next week against the Falcons. We're focused on next week uh, against. The That's Falcons. what I was going to say. That's always what he says. Yeah, is he the one time. that doesn't wear sleeves? Correct. He always oh. wears the cut off um, uh, hooded sweaters. Yeah. So like removes the point of a sweater. Yeah. Hashtag, we're hella well-rounded. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Broadway goes sports. Yeah. Yeah, you know that I used to be a sports talk radio host. Really? Wait, really? Yeah. In Stop. where? In San Francisco. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What, like, when teams were good or when teams were bad? Uh, the first <laughs> year that I was with KNBR, KNBR 680, the sports leader, uh, our home team, the San Francisco Giants, went to Game 7 of the World Series. Ah. Yes, they did. Yep. <laughs> we went to game seven. That's exciting. That's, you, you were there. there. And that's, yep. that's baseball, right? That's that baseball. That's baseball. Yep. Yep. But then you won in all the even years. So. Well, that wasn't. this was back Way, before yeah, that yeah, yeah, dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. uh, need I mention again that I'm old? <laughs> <laughs> that was 2002 and 2003 yep. that I worked for them. So what are we drinking? Let's just go right into it. What are you drinking? I have some tequila and ginger. That's what I'm drinking. Me too. We're twins. Yay. We share everything. Everything. Oh. I have gin and tonic and mucinex tea, so Ooh. this is going to be great. <laughs> I'm drinking straight up warm gin yeah. out of a red plastic cup. Cheers. Oh, so what classy cheers. one is that at my house? Cheers. They're actually calling, they're filming the new Han Solo movie right now, and and um, they're calling no. it Red Cup. No. It's funny because like, that's the code name. That's no, the code you're name. Oh, okay. Like really? actually, yeah. Like, I thought you're making a. Party. There's a Han Solo no. movie coming out. It's a young Han Solo movie. Yeah. Is it going to go in line with like the current? Well, it's a prequel because he's young. True. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, really well, like Daisy Ridley, and, like this not people. in it. This takes place before Star Wars because he's young. Oh, Do you right, know prequels he's old. Right, right, right. They're old now. Okay, Kevin. Got it. Did you know the guy who invented red solo cups just died recently? I did. I read that somewhere. Can we just make a toast? Let's do it again. Red solo cup guy. Red solo cup guy. I don't think any of us know his name. I don't know, but I think someone should write a musical ode to him. There is a song. Oh, the red solo cup country song. I know. There is? They did it on Glee. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I was like, God, you should have these. It's not a Pitch Perfect? I mean, it's a pop song. No. No. It was a country song. Okay. Yeah. Super twangy, pop Real country. twangy. That makes sense. Like, it wasn't a crossover in my world until I saw it on Glee. on Glee. Exactly. I had never heard of it until Glee. I was like, did they write this song just for this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wonder if the guy they who invented not. the cups got any kind of cut. Like, of copyright the... royalty? Yeah. Well, how old are solo cups? Like, are they... Do they they're not in it? public domain. <laughs> <laughs> I like we're all checking the bottom of the cup yeah, like it has like a born on date. It's like a copyright. I love that we're questioning the copyright solo cup. Should we look it up? Yeah, go I'll for it. it. <laughs> While we look it up, Kimberly, yeah. can you please sing the song? Yeah, do you know the solo cup song? Red solo cup, hey, red solo cup, let's throw a party. That's all I know. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's really... All you need to know about and repeat. And repeat. Yeah. I think that is all the words. Maybe. Wow. Cool. And then there's like Sounds some like, like party noise in the America. background. I think during the chorus. Right. Yeah. Um, the cute well, blonde one on Glee did it. The cute blonde one. The, the, con- the cute the blonde stupid, country one. The stupid the, the boy. The boy. No, the boy. Oh, cute oh. Boy. Say it. Where was there a cute blonde boy? In like the third season, right? Oh, okay. I stopped after. Like right before I stopped watching. I stopped pretty yeah early on. When did they think Don't Stop Believing? The first episode Always? of the first season. I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> on the pilot. Kevin's all caught up on Glee. You got it. The Solo Cup Company was founded in 1936, and it was initially, the Solo Cup was a paper cone that Leo Holzman made at his home and sold to bottled, bottled water companies. Is that the guy who oh, passed away? Oh, Sure. The more you know, bump or don't know in this case. I know. The more you learn, the more, the learn, page is the, out there. The more holes you try to fill. It just brought us more questions. <laughs> it's like Lost. It's like an episode of Lost. Yeah, I gave up on that one in like season five. You have one more season left. I know. I just got bored. All right. I stopped questioning if they were lost or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're great, Kevin. I love it. <laughs> 
Um, I guess let's play What Have You Seen This Week? What Have You Seen This Week? Um, Kevin, you see anything this week? No, sir. Okay, great. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Laura, did you see anything this week? I have to check my calendar. Go for it. I go so often that they oh, all just true. blend into each oh, other, and I can lately never that you've enjoyed? I will tell you, I got to go see Jitney recently. Oh yeah, and it was so good that as soon awesome. as I came out of the matinee, I got a ticket to see it that evening. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. time in my life I've seen the same show twice in one day, and it was really one of the best plays I've ever seen in my life. So and if, last year in 2016 alone, I went to the theater over 150 times. Wow. So, so that is saying something. It is saying something. So if you don't know. Uh, August Wilson's play. It's one of ten of his um, uh, Pittsburgh cycle. It's the only one that has never been on Broadway before, and That's now right. it is. So go see oh. it. And you know how there are certain actors that make their living doing Shakespeare? Yes. There are also certain actors that make that have made their living doing August, August Wilson. Wilson. And most of them, if not all of them, have worked with August oh, wow. uh, before he passed away. Right. And this play, even though it had never been done on Broadway before, has been done regionally a lot, including with August doing rewrites, some of which incorporated stories based on the actor's actual lives and circumstances and now this all-star August Wilson ensemble has come together to do this it's kind of like getting to see Shakespeare's favorite actors performing Mm -hmm. Shakespeare's plays that's amazing yeah so go see Jenny yeah, and then I also saw Off-Broadway, The Strange Undoing of Prudencia Hart. Oh, yeah. Which is an immersive musical that's in the upstairs space where Sleep No More is. Mm-hmm. And it's presented by the Royal Theatre of Scotland, I want to say. Yes. Um, they put on some great yeah, they're good. productions. Yeah, and it's kind of a ghost story, so it fits in that space. And they serve you um, scotch whiskey. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's really, that was really beautiful. Um, I got to see a little preview of a musical <clears throat> version of Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Oh, with friend of the Yay. show, uh, Chris McCarroll. Yes, and he is fantastic. Right. I really wasn't sure after playing Marius whether he could pull off playing a 14-year-old kid. Right, right. But he just embodies that character yeah. so well. That's awesome. so perfect. So I got to see three songs of that, and I'm very excited about That's it. That's amazing. Um, coming to the Lortel. And that is all I've seen since I got back from D.C. I went to, down for the Women's March. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Well, that was pictures. something to see. Yeah, sure was. Yeah. yeah. Did you see? Did you incredible. see anything while you were down there? No, I went down and back Jumped, on the same yeah. day. Okay. Oh, yeah. you did. Okay. I oh, got wow. on a six a.m. bus and then I got back on a bus at six p.m. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah, I spent twelve hours on the bus and about eight hours in D.C. and marching and. Yeah, except there well, wasn't except a lot of marching. Yeah, I, re- still. I rebranded it taking a stand. Yeah. Because nice. we were just standing. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because they, they were like, we can't march to the White House because we're already at the White House at this point. So Taking a stand. We're just gathering here at the White so House. So it was a gathering, yeah. Kimberly, That's you're amazing. up. What have you seen this week? I saw a waitress on oh, Tuesday, which did. I had not seen yet. Really? Yeah. And? The direction of it was very cool. Anytime she, like took a step back and was in her like fantasy world of like making a pie or like remembering her mom like all of that stuff mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. I love Sarah Bareilles so much <laughs> I've seen her in concert like four times so I haven't seen Waitress yet but I love Sarah Bareilles you know I interviewed Sarah recently and yeah. I oh, asked yeah. her point blank if she would consider taking over the role and she said never say never I know so now there's Which this sounds rumor. like a yes to me and I know that my yeah. interview was the first time she'd ever addressed it See, really and I feel like she would be great actually yes yeah she, she would, would. I mean no obviously yes, I mean because, I don't know her acting chops right. but like the majority of that role is sung well the way it came up in the interview is I read her recent memoir where she said um, she'd always wanted to write a musical and star in it but that her acting was not ready yet. And uh, I was like, don't think I didn't oh, circle the word yet. yet. <laughs> right, 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 right. Sarah. And she was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, oh, no, that'd be so cute. So did you use, it wasn't your favorite musical, it wasn't a perfect musical to you, but what, did you walk out like having had a good time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think just like, I walked out a little critical of a few moments and a few mm-hmm. people's performances, but overall, like I was enjoying myself the whole time I was watching it. Yeah, just I had to listen extra hard. It could also be that I am sick and my ears were clogged. <laughs> Did you cry at the end? Yes, but I was mad about it. <laughs> Because I started crying and I was like, you did this on purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of crying, I saw Dear Evan Hansen for a second time. Uh-huh. 
And the first time I saw it, I actually saw it the same night as you and Patrick. Um, oh yeah, where the Heinz were there. Uh huh. Um, but I sat. So my we have talked the story before, but my mom bought tickets before it transferred theaters. Uh-huh. Meaning, when it signed a lease for the first theater and then moved into the music box. My mom bought tickets, and then for the whole Plofsky family, and then um, when they and she bought like four or five rows back. But when they transferred into the when they decided to go to the music box, we somehow got um, put into the front row. Oh my gosh! Well, Patrick and I sat in the second or third row. Yeah, I saw you right on the yeah. aisle. Like we were basically getting snotted yeah, on. Yeah, totally. And we were happy about it. Oh yeah. So I was like looking all the way up, and 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 that's the first time I saw it. So this time I saw it, I was actually in the front of the mess. And that's um, my very favorite place to sit. Oh, in do. That's where I sat for waitress. Center of the front row of the mezzanine is the best seat, in the the best seat now. Oh yeah. Um, and I re- I recognize some things that I'm totally missed, like. When you're sitting that close, you don't see any of the floor projections, mm-hmm. and um, and and I, that was actually very important to the show. Yeah. Um, in terms of see when they're when they're like g chatting with each other, like they're standing inside of their um their chat windows. Oh, and, oh cool. So like you you get that from their positioning on stage, but it was nice to like see that backed up by the technical aspects of the show. Um, you still get the same incredible performance, regardless of where you sit in that auditorium. There. are the performances from everyone. And everyone's talking about Ben. He's incredible. But everyone in that show is amazing. Michael Park and the Glove song is like so many layers. Um, Rachel Bay Jones. Oh my gosh, that song that in the song second is, act. Ugh, that's uh, probably my favorite moment of the whole show. Oh, uh, And everyone in tears. You can audibly hear people sniffling. It's like, it's crazy. And I just, I, on, I, I can't wait to see it a third time. I can't wait. Okay, it's, take me next time. Okay, great. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I saw it twice off Broadway. Okay, oh, and yeah. went back and saw it on Broadway, and just got tickets to see it for the second time on yeah, Broadway. Yeah, because the fourth time cause duh. But I'm also really excited about Amelie. I saw Amelie in Berkeley. Oh, and, you did? Yeah, and I um, I, I ran I into Adam Chandler with... and I said to him, I was like, Amelie's one of the three best shows I saw this year, and the other two were Hamilton. And that was <laughs> yeah, right yeah, after yeah. Hamilton yeah, came yes. out. Um, I loved Amelie. And it's definitely like an underdog, like a little show that you could. Are you the movie or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I didn't know how I felt about them making it into a show. The important thing is to think, what could we not accomplish with the tools that movie making gives mm-hmm. us that we can yeah. accomplish? Like, I like something like... I mean, the, the quintessential example is Chicago, right? Right. Where they were like, on stage, you can't do a set and costume change fast enough to have all of Roxy's songs live in her imagination as a cabaret star. Right. Yeah. But in the film, in the you can make this magic that doesn't right. exist in theater. But that's the and, reverse. Right. And I'm saying you can do it either way. Like, Amelie does these things that are really quirky and sweet and innately theatrical that if mm-hmm. you put them on film wouldn't have worked. Right. Yeah. They took the gifts that theater as an art form gives us mm-hmm. and completely reimagined the way that the story is told. That's and so Amelie, cool. I feel like, would lend itself perfectly to that because it is this quirky imagination world yeah, exactly. of Amelie. So I'm really interested to see it because I love the movie and when they said they are making a musical I was like, I don't know, she doesn't talk that much. Like, So let's, let's take a break and play a game. Woohoo! Okay. I'm nervous. So, 16 Handles is a game about Twitter. Oh, great. I have 16. Set up to fail. (laughs) (laughs) I have 16 handles on Twitter handles on my phone, and you're going to have to match the Twitter handle with the person. Okay. Are you going to give me the people's names and the Twitter handles and I have to match them? Or I just have no. to know who's You just who's have to it. know whose Twitter handle. Here we go. So I'm going to go around the table, like, one, two, three, and then just keep track of how many you get right. Okay. Right. Sound good? We'll try to do as rapid fire as we can. All right. Here we go. In honor of the first time we played this game. At actor underscore friend. Andrew Bradis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would also accept annoying actor friend. <laughs> okay. Brian. At at Chapoc. Um Andrew Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Kevin. Okay. At Hoofing Boy 1000. Oh, that's um, that's Anthony from uh, Valsena. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> at Albino Kid. Anthony Rapp. Yes. At Rachel Does Stuff. Um, Rachel Bloom. Correct. At D Murphy Official. Oh, Donna Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. At Queen Leslie. <laughs> Leslie Margarita. <laughs> at Ben Splat. 
Um, <laughs> uh, oh, he's in something. Uh, well, he's in something right now. Um, ben Platt. <laughs> At Keenan Blogger. Oh, it's Andrew Keenan Bolger. Hey, friend of the show. At Direct from David. Oh, um... Oh, I was just tweeting at him. <laughs> uh, um, it's it's d- is it David Alpert? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from fr- who directed BroadwayCon. Yes. Oh, good one. That was a tricky one. Yeah. Adi Barabi. Oh, um, it's Robbie Rizal. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> that joke's so funny to me. At JLT says what? JLT says what? Jennifer Laura Thompson. That is correct. Wow. Yes. You guys were nice. We are so good at this. Did you hear how I was insured so I got quieter and quieter? <laughs> Jennifer Laura Thompson. <laughs> no one has ever Glinda. said her name creepier. Oh, she was your Glinda? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. She was amazing. At HeyPod22. HeyPod? I have no idea. Oh, oh I know this one. Friend sure. of the show. Pop in. Haley Pachoon. Yes. At Park24 Hours. Oh, Michael Park. Yes. What are all of these Dear Evan Hansen Twitter handles? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's probably where I was looking today. <laughs> that's how you search. At Mark Kudes. Mark Kudish? Sure. Yes. Oh. At J.K. Corden. Oh, um, James Corden. At Oak Smash. Oh, that's my boy. <laughs> that's Can you pronounce his name? Okierete Onadawan. Yeah! I love him. <laughs> At the Nastro. Oh, that's Justin. What? That's Justin. Hi, Justin. That's like, that. That's like the Broadway Justin. Hi, Just Justin. Incredible. <laughs> yes. Follow him on Facebook, Just Incredible. He does lots of fun Lights of Broadway giveaways, you know. He's awesome. He's yeah. We actually he sold gave... me my first pack. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. I just... Uh, made a very risky but very good trade with him. Oh. I opened my first um, giving back card. Oh. I got James Monroe Iglehart. Yeah. Oh. And James Monroe Iglehart was the only giving back card that Justin didn't have. Sweet. So he was begging me to trade him for Stephanie J. Block. And I love Stephanie J. Block. Yeah. And as far as I was concerned, I just wanted a giving back card. Yeah. So yeah. if I could help... Justin complete his set. That yeah. felt like an accomplishment. Yeah. But I made him the agreement that I would trade him my James Monroe Eigerhart for his Stephanie J. Block if he would agree that if he ever opened another James Monroe Eigerhart, he would give it, he right would to, give it to me with no additional trade necessary. Nice. So his set got completed, and I'd have the chance of getting two. I think that's a, one that's a great deal for you. Yeah. Two. I think so too. Because either way, you're I have a fierce businesswoman. Yesterday, or it might have even been today, my day has been like a million hours long. Yeah. He tweeted me, I have some news that's really going to excite oh, you, yeah. but he hasn't told me what it is yet. You, regardless of what happened, you did a mitzvah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm still going to end up winning. That means, yeah, yeah. That means good oh, thing, yes. right? I mean, you good deed. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Good job. Yeah. No good Thanks, mitzvah friend. goes unpunished. <laughs> Oh God! Rewrite it was it now. a lights of broad mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so good! That's so good. So Did good. anyone decide that they won? Our guest won. Our she okay. won. <laughs> she made that good deal. You may have the Ooh. humans. A conversation with Frank Rich and the cast of the humans. Amazing. Or uh, one of two King and I souvenir programs. Um, I'm going to take the humans. Yes. Thank you. Um, Before we move on to another game, um, we're going to ask you a couple questions. Question time. What's your musical? I need need you to be more specific with that question. Um, You're going on a desert island tomorrow, Napoleon style. And you have the cho- you have the choice of seeing one musical done perfectly. You don't know who's going to be in it. It doesn't matter. But it's going to be the perfect version of that musical. And then after that, you're on the desert island and, like, that's it. What do you say? That is an amazing way of phrasing the question. Because most of the time, it's like, favorite musical of all time. Favorite musical still running. Favorite memory at a musical. But the way that you phrase that is the best I've ever heard that question phrased. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> he painted a picture for you, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's a, um, geez, Okay. You know, I'll let I don't you know think that about we've that. Ever had answers. I've, I'm gonna, I'm gonna propose this. Que- I'm gonna pose this question to everybody at the table. Are you proposing I will say, I'm just gonna sort of talk through my thought process. Yeah. yeah, please do. So there are certain shows that I have seen that I have felt like I saw perfectly done, mm-hmm. and part of me wants to go back and see one of them again. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, 
Well, I did see the original production of Spring Awakening 18 times, right, so maybe right. I should choose something else, you know? <laughs> right, yeah, right, totally, so, totally. Um, you know, and them. I did, as a little girl, see Bernadette Peters in Into the Woods. Oh, wow. So, it's like, I, I, I generally say Into the Woods when people want to know my favorite musical okay, of all time, right. but I'm not sure that that's what I would choose for this, yeah. because I already have the memory to take totally. to the desert island. Yeah. If you had said, I have I, to I'm erase, glad you're showing your math. This is like... Awesome. I, well, I, if you said I had to erase all my memories of all previous musicals no, and you don't only have to do remember that. the one, well, that wouldn't inform whether it was perfect or not if you couldn't remember any of the Right. Well, but it might be that Bernard right, Peters right. production oh, okay. of um, of Into the Woods. Right. Um, Epic. I feel like I'd want to choose something that I have never seen or heard before because if I could see it perfectly mm-hmm. I'd like to pick something that like there are no current cast recordings of mm. I like that interesting I'm going all Jen Tepper on you guys no I oh. love this the black crook yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> if it had to be something perfect I would say merrily we roll along mm. Because there really what, has never been a perfect production. So I would like to see what the the gods of the island have deemed perfect. <laughs> that's really interesting because I sort of would like to see the original production of Merrily. Well, that's all I want in my life. Is to see the original production. I wrote my thesis. <laughs> did you did you see the documentary? Not yet. Oh my gosh, it's I know. so good. My friend was working on the post-production. Uh, Kevin? Kevin? Um, in that specific scenario... I think I would pick Caroline or Change mm. just because that show literally, like, if you listen to just the cast album, it, like, runs the gamut of emotions. And so if I was prepared to go to, like, a desert island and never see a show again, I would want to be taken on a ridiculous journey by Tanya Pakins through Caroline or Change. That show is so incredible. It's just so incredibly written and crafted, and the emotion is so raw yeah. in the essence of the music. It's beautiful. My answer to that is I would see a perfect um, version of Men La Mancha. Really? The answer always made up a mantra? Brian yeah. loves that show. I love that show. It is my favorite show. I, I love that show. It's a beautiful show. It's a beautiful show. I've seen r- really good productions of it, but I want like a production you like that. Brian Stokes Mitchell do it. I did. Oh, I know what mine is. <gasps> oh, go. Ragtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People call it ragtime. Actually, my opener, before I decided on Grand Hotel, I was going to do ragtime. Wait, yeah, I, I know have... for sure 100% if I could see any show done perfectly, I, it would be ragtime. Great. Cheers. What a good, fun, diverse answer group. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But I have something about ragtime that I want to ask you all. So what cast album of ragtime do you have? Like the original Broadway cast? So, you know, the most recent revival? Yes. Yeah. They actually did a promo recording of four songs. They never rec- released mm-hmm. an album. But those four songs get a lot of play. So when I... I don't remember if I bought it when I saw the tour, because I was young. I don't remember when it toured. It was like 10. Yeah. Um, but we got the cast album. We probably bought it on like the early days of Amazon, not checking what it was. So I grew up with the La Jolla production cast album. Oh, my gosh. So when I went to see a production of Ragtime, because I didn't remember what I saw in 2000 when it came to Philadelphia. So when I went and saw a production, I was like, wait, these songs are different. They cut my favorite song. And then I like went back and was just like, Was oh. it cut for already before Broadway? But yes. you had heard the La Jolla. So oh. I had grown up on the La Jolla cast album, which has a duet between Harry Houdini and Evelyn Nesbitt called The Showbiz that is so fun and good and like 
just just them being like down on their luck and being like, well, that's showbiz and we're gonna still do it. Ooh, I want to hear that. Like, oh, do you still have it? Yeah. Cool. I had a situation sort of like the opposite of that, yeah. where I had a cassette of Les Mis when I was little. Oh, I and had that cassette. I played it <laughs> until it physically broke because mm-hmm. I had played it so much and so I all I wanted was the CD right and yeah. it had just come out on this super expensive double CD yep. and I was like I want this so bad and I got it and I I was so excited I put it in the brand new sparkly shiny DVD uh-huh. on, on CD, CD player. player and I turned I turned it to I probably listened to it on shuffle because I was always into shuffle Les yeah. um, Mis on shuffle is probably so fun um, especially, it's especially fun when you get like a five disc changer and you put in five different musicals and then you and then you imagine what the storyline would be if those were That's all a fun in that game. order the Gavroche lines are, are all different in the barricade scene and I got to it and I was like oh I don't like this this isn't my Les Mis oh. it was the London cast recording oh, oh. And so, so I was so, I was like I was confused yep. because at the time I was probably ten. I did not really know what Broadway was. I went to the theater a lot with my family, but mm-hmm. we went to a lot of community theater. And where, occasionally, where are you from? I'm from Oakland, California. Oh. So we'd go okay. into San Francisco occasionally for the Best of Broadway series. There are a lot of good like regional and community theater out there. Though. Yeah, my grandma performed in a lot of community oh. theater. She played all the Kelly O'Hara roles, like she you know she was in The King and I, and she did South Pacific. Yes, um, she was like an operatic soprano musical theater uh-huh. voice. But these were. It was not Paper Mill Playhouse, you know? These were like... That's where I grew up. What (laughs) I thought Broadway was, was two giant opera houses where Les Mis was in one and Phantom was in the other and they were next door to each other and yeah. you could go to one or you could go to the other and they were going to play forever. That's amazing. Yeah. Not, not untrue. Not, not untrue. That's kind of like what I thought when I like, growing up in Florida a little bit. Like I had the same idea. I didn't know that shows opened every year and sometimes yeah. they mm-hmm. closed and that when it was in London it was different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that, like, learning curve, because when I went and saw a community theater production of Ragtime, and they started singing Poor Young Rich Boy, I was like, what the hell is this? (laughs) This is not real. And I was like, you guys took some liberties, and I'm going to talk to you about it afterwards. That's so interesting, because literally, I grew up five minutes from Paper Mill Playhouse. Uh And did you used to go? All the time. Uh And, um, And then we would always be in the city, like, seeing the, like... So my growing up around Broadway experience was it's it's always interesting to hear everybody else's because mine oh. was drastically different yeah. than like because you knew exactly what it was. I knew it was from happening. Like went to Broadway. Yeah, it was so I didn't even know that the shows that we saw that were part of the Best of Broadway series, or in the case of Into the Woods, it was the pre-Broadway tryout came through San Francisco, mm. and oh. it's taken me forever to even be able to authenticate that as true. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because things just weren't documented in the same way. Yeah, and um, but I finally found a reference to it because even though I. I was only seven or eight I could swear that it was Bernadette Peters and my sister who's four years older she also could swear it was Bernadette Peters but we were like how could we have seen it in San Francisco in San Francisco right, but right. but it did you come did. through That's for so a cool. couple of weeks and I think my parents were probably like oh it's about fairy tales let's go like, we'll let's take go. the girls yeah. yeah it'll give you nightmares I mean to That's have so such bad. a clear memory I can still see Bernadette Peters I think we sat in the third row I can oh. still see her in my mind's eye wow that's incredible from that performance, yeah. Yeah. So what was what was your first Broadway show like? On August of 1992, when I was 13, uh, we came and we saw five shows in five days. Oh, wow. Four yes. on Broadway and one off-Broadway, mm-hmm. four musicals, one play. The very first one was Crazy For You, starring Jody Benson Amazing. and Harry Groner. Um, Jody later won the Tony for it, I believe. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and the show won Best Musical. So you know how everybody does, like, stage dooring now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was definitely not a thing and certainly not a verb in 1992. That wasn't a thing right. until, like, five but years there ago. There was that... The original term is stage door Johnny, where the, the, the boys would stand around the stage door waiting for the chorus girls to come. Waiting out. for oh, the girls upstairs, if right. you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know how in New York you'll get these crazy freak summer rainstorms. Yep. Yes. Well, we don't have those in California. Oh, no. No. It only rains when it's cold. Right. So it's, you know, 95 degrees. We go to the theater. We come out, and we didn't have umbrellas. And, you know, we were wearing, like, we were dressed up for the theater, yeah. but we were not, like, 
ready for Prepared a storm. For rain. Yeah. And so we were just like, I guess we better hang out under the marquee until the rain stops. <sighs> and of course, and this is at the Schubert Theater, so and we were in Schubert Alley, and Jody Benson came out and she said, I saw you in the front row with your pretty smile. And I ended up taking a picture with her, writing her a letter and sending her the picture. She wrote me back. Oh, wow. That oh, is so sweet. And that's, and that's kind of my... Mermaid. I know. That's kind of like what's, my What's What's mail? What's writing a letter? I don't understand. I know. <laughs> I know. And then we saw, the next night, we saw Guys and Dolls mm. uh, with Nathan Lane. And Faith Prince. So good. Faith Prince. And Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ernie Sabella. Then yeah, Ernie in it. And I was like, hey, that's the guy from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I that was, that's Mr. Carosi. Yeah, I know. And Malibu I was, like, says, I was like, why wouldn't he put that in his Playboy bio? <laughs> 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 it's clearly his best credit today. I know. Yeah. Um, and my parents were like, maybe it wasn't him. And I was like, you guys, yes, it's it was. definitely him. <laughs> yeah. uh, Leon Carosi. I guess explain kind of the trajectory of Broadway Girl NYC. Yeah, cool. So um, I was doing sports talk and classic rock radio in San Francisco. And uh, I also did some freelancing for Major League Baseball and the NFL. And one of the producers I worked with uh, on NFL broadcasts um, was like, what are you up to? And I was like, I don't know. I'm looking for... I'm looking for work. Why? You know of anything? And he goes, would you ever consider moving to New York? And I said, yeah, you know, someone who's hiring. And I had never thought about moving to New York. Right. I was born and raised in the Bay Area, never thought I'd leave. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I am. Apparently, oh. he had been hired by Sirius Satellite Radio, which was brand new, to launch a channel back based on Maxim Magazine. Anyway, so I moved out here yeah. uh, after being recruited for that job. And as you can imagine, the Maxim folks... Uh, did not have a lot of crossover into the Broadway musical world. And at first, I didn't know that you could go see... I didn't know about discount tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So I would save up my money, stand in line for return ticket... And spend, you know, $175 to see Spamalot. And if you want to know how to get cheap tickets, go to um, Broadway for Broke People. It's my favorite website. It's my favorite website. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so simple. It's just an Excel spreadsheet. That's all it is that they import when a new show comes out. And it's phenomenal. But it's always super up to date. I've never looked at it. I look at it when I want to remember which theater a show is in. Or, like, oh, does this show do a rush or do they do a lottery? And which shows have Monday performances. Oh, man. It's like... High five to that. Yeah, it's that great. Awesome. I talk about that site so often, people think I run it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, okay, so you want to hear about how a good deed can change your life? Let's, yeah. talk, let's talk more about yes. mitzvahs. I, I bought two tickets. I was really into indie rock music, mm-hmm. and I loved this band called The Format, which, uh, yeah, you guys know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. I've saw Fun 19 times. But I loved The Format. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And, um, of course. So I bought tickets porch? to see them. Yeah. Dog Problems. Dog Problems is um, the greatest album of my whole entire life. Can we high five again? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay, so I bought tickets to see the format at uh, the Old Knitting Factory, yeah. mm. and which is a tiny venue. And then they started Wait, announcing... I'm a- so happy right now. I know. Oh, I'm yeah. And it was on Halloween, and I bought tickets. I bought two tickets thinking, I'll find somebody to go. And then they started announcing all of these other acts that were going to be on the bill and it was like mm-hmm. Matt Nathanson who I loved who's from San Francisco mm-hmm. and um, I can't remember who else they added except that then they added the Cranberries yes and I didn't really care about the Cranberries <laughs> I just wanted to see the format and yeah. I was excited about Matt Nathanson but tickets started costing an arm and a leg through Craigslist um, there was no StubHub or anything. Yeah, I guess yeah, StubHub yeah. did exist back then, but I just remember seeing... StubHub used to be mostly about sports. Yeah, I think yes, StubHub yes. was a sports thing at yeah. the time. But um, anyway, so I decided I would really like to find somebody who really cared about this concert, and i just give them my tickets. Tickets were $15 or something. I yeah. mean, it was not... But they were selling for over $100 on the secondary yeah. market. Right. And, um, and I was like, I'd rather just give it to somebody. And I think that I thought, <laughs> maybe I'll find a cute boy to give it to. Right. Because I course. remember... I posted it in the tickets section and in the like uh, the women seeking men <laughs> because yes. Craigslist did not used to be quite as smarmy. Yeah. Like there were yeah. no apps for dating back then. If you wanted yeah. to go on a online date, you went on Craigslist. Yeah. But this guy named Brian wrote to me and was like, it, was it definitely wasn't you. <laughs> um, no, but this guy wrote. His name was Brian, and he uh, said that he was a huge Cranberries fan, and he. Had would have bought tickets immediately, except they sold out before they even announced the cranberries were on the bill. Oh, oh, and his email address was like some. This wasn't the exact one, right. but it was something like 
at broadwaygroupsales.com. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up being super awkward, but the next, but we both really enjoyed the show. And the next week he sent me an email and said, I, uh, my office gave me two tickets to see this show. I know nothing about it. It's called Spring Awakening. Do you want to go? Mm. And I was like... I guess, and I Googled it or whatever. I guess Google was around then. Right. You <laughs> asked Jeeves? <laughs> and Jeeves was like, this is a play from 1895 by Frank Vedekin. Was this at the Atlantic or No, on this was on Broadway, okay. but it was in previews. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I was like, oh, That's this is going to be like some old... Old-timey. I almost like, didn't go, but then I was like, yeah, it's free. It's right around the corner from yeah, my apartment. Cranberry's guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was like, it's free. Yeah. Right. Well, we ended up sitting in the in the center of the front row of the mezzanine. And I had been, you know, I was, by then I was in my 20s and like had a good job and stuff, but I had been a very angsty teenager. And as you know, I loved my indie rock. Right. So the girls pose the same four pictures. Yeah, I got it. So I remember turning to him at intermission and being like, this is amazing. <laughs> I went in expecting to see a play from the 1800s. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I got this Duncan Sheik musical, yeah, you know, that was just uh. like blew my mind out of the water when the shows that I'd seen up to that point were Spamalot and the producers. And this just yeah. felt like so yeah. different yeah. during I previews. I saw five times. Yeah. You saw 18, 18 times. Yeah. yeah. And Which I saw as an angsty teen. And I was just like, why do you know my soul? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was, I was, why do you know my soul? And also, I have enough money to spend on these tickets 18 times. Yeah. And also, For that was, they were the, one of the first shows that started utilizing... Um, it wasn't really social media yet, although they did have a MySpace presence. But they oh, were the yeah. first show that did the, like... Text yes to one right. two three four five oh, to get entered really? in to, for a backstage tour. I will say I know zero people who ever won that. I did <laughs> and not. I knew hundreds of people who entered, so yeah. I don't think it actually existed. I know, but my entire college campus was trying. I, I was going to be the condensed version. You ended up no. getting the long version. But that's but a, that's the story of sort really of how cool, I though. started seeing everything. And then when Twitter started. People were using it basically to copy and paste their Facebook status updates. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't really feel the need to do that because so, I didn't need strangers reading like what I had for lunch or whatever yeah. or even like where I was hanging out. But I read this book called Waiter Rant that was based oh. on an anonymous blog from a guy who I know worked it. in the in the restaurant oh, business. I know it very well. I Did read that all it? the time. <laughs> it's me. No. It was based on a blog, but yeah. the guy wanted to be a writer, and I think he started it off, uh, the blog, to sort of reveal secrets about the restaurant industry, and yeah. it would be like, here's what the health department doesn't see. But he ended up using it as a storytelling mechanism, um, and it would be like, this, and he gave everybody code names, and he never said where he worked, just that it was a fancy restaurant in or around Manhattan. And it would be like, this waitress is having an affair with that bartender, and, you know, this customer came in and did this, this awful thing or whatever. Yeah. And um, I lived in the building right next door to the Walter Kerr Theater right across nice. from the Long Acre. Yeah, yeah. And you know how Broadway's like a campus. Everybody oh, is yeah. within, Everyone's around. Yeah. And you just see everybody everywhere. And I would like go to Starbucks and there would be three alphabas drinking lattes together. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, does anybody else see this? And so I started writing it down. I, I, I decided to start a blog like Waiter Rant except to tell stories of Broadway. Well, the blog didn't really take off, but the Twitter account did. And um, I wrote the blog for about a year. Tweeting I could just do whenever I was walking around. Although at the time, I didn't have a phone I could do it from. It was all from my desktop computer. Right. I I wrote a blog post about a Freestyle Love Supreme show. Did you guys ever see them? You know, no, but you know no, what it is. But I know, so I know. it's Lin Manuel Miranda's freestyle rap improv group, right? Yeah, and it was like James Monroe Iglehart, and I'm trying to think who else from like the Chris Jackson, um, and they did a freestyle where the the word that somebody threw out was horse, and so they each had to do a rap about something to do with a horse. And Lynn chose to talk about how when he was in In the Heights, he was as healthy as a horse, and then he'd like let his uh, health go. Mm-hmm. They let his body go, but then now he had to get back in shape. Now that he was going to be starring in the movie, well, guess what? He'd never publicly acknowledged that the, that he was going to no. be starring in the movie. There had been rumors that the movie was happening, mm-hmm. and of course, 
the movie ended up not happening. Yeah, now still finally might be happening. Well, now it's like happening again, but yeah. it was scrapped. Right. Yeah, and now it's back on with a different team. But at the time, yeah, he at a public show with a microphone in his so, mouth yeah. said he was going to be starring in the movie. Now, to me, this was like what I Dead. lived for. I wrote a blog entry about this Lin Manuel Miranda reveal, and it caught the attention of Broadway World. And I emailed info at broadwayworld.com and said. Hey, I, I'm out and about seeing this stuff all the time. Like, let's, can we talk about me contributing? And at the time, you know, I, the exposure was enough for me. So I, I, on and off for three years, wrote this column for them. And it really put me on the radar of kind of the Broadway media and made Broadway Girl much more of a thing than it would have been. Yeah. yeah. I stopped doing the blog when I started writing the column for Broadway Girl. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and eventually I had to stop writing the column because I was still anonymous, but I couldn't tell any of my really good stories because they would have given my identity away. Right, 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 right. Uh, and, and as I continued to get more and more into Broadway on kind of a full-time hobby basis, my role at Sirius changed. The Maxim partnership ended. Uh, I went into an off-air role in um, talent booking and got assigned, because of my passion for Broadway, I got assigned Broadway talent to bring in across the entire SiriusXM platform, which by then was over 100 channels. So yeah. I had this professional access to Broadway at the time, which is how I got tickets to my shows. What That's a amazing. cool story. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's play a game. Okay. Let's do it. So what we're casting today is the Devil Wears Prada musical, which has been rumored for a while and was just announced that it's actually in some sort of production. Elton John is with Elton John. We had like a crazy long conversation about the Miranda Priestly role as soon as it was announced, and we were like, "I don't think she can have a song. I think she can't have a song. She probably can't sing." I don't think she should have a song until. The end where she's like out of her makeup and 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 um, yeah. Andy sees her as the first time. However, that'll never happen, so it doesn't matter. I know, and I was like, she should never sing. It'll just be like huge group numbers that are just, and she isn't noticing them and walking around the stage. But, it, but she, she's crazy. She holds her power by. But you me. know, Ellen's gonna write her some kick-ass songs. Yeah, so. so it doesn't matter. All right, so let's start with Andy. You guys go first. I'll go the last. The Anne Hathaway role. Okay. Are we saying that it's not going to be Anne Hathaway? Yes. Yes. Well, no, you can do whatever you want. That's true. For my Andy, I said, we actually just talked about this, which is interesting. I think she oh. should make the transition to Broadway. So I said Sarah Bareilles should play Andy. Oh, interesting. Oh, I also think she, she could rock those Chanel Elton, suits. She would sing his music very well. Oh, Samantha Barks. Mm. Okay. Get her on there, girl. Okay. Who do okay. you think? Oh, am I playing too? Yeah, you could play. But mine's also Samantha Barks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want Ariana DeBose to play oh, Andy. Good one. Or uh, Nicolette Robinson Odom. I'm also now trying to think of the makeover sequence to see who's gonna. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love Ariana. I feel like she can play. Especially, have you seen Bronx Tale yet? Yeah, they have. So yeah, she plays this like innocent. But she can also play so badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She can turn one. on so the So she can do the transformation. She can play yeah, an actual bullet. Am, like, she can actually kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I also yeah. had, I had Nikki James also for that role, and I also had um, Ms. Mendez. Yeah. She's, I can see that. Love. I just need her on Broadway. Samantha Barks. I yeah. know. She's, she needs to do something. And now for my favorite character of the entire film. Okay. The Stanley Tucci role. B.D. Wong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, Kevin. I have two, but I'm. I have five written down. So I would, I'm going I would to go with Roger Bart. I feel like he could be that kind of like sassy, but like bring the. I don't know. I, I would put Roger Bart. I've gone in a totally different direction. Yeah. So I want to cast, assuming that my casting for Andy goes through and it's Ariana or Nicolette. Yes. I want to cast James and Rue Iglehart. Oh, he would be so nice at the end. For Emily, which is like the side character who's trying so hard to break in, I said Adrian Warren would be incredible because she's gorgeous. Oh, interesting. Uh, I thought oh, Adrian really? Warren I... would be incredible <laughs> in that part. No, mine's Hannah Ellis. I thought Hannah <laughs> too. I put Laura Benanti in that role. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would be funny. Oh, um, Lord, would be so good. I do so love over it and sassy. Also, for Nigel, I also thought um, Danny B would be great. 
Danny, Danny Burstein yeah. for Nigel. Yeah. I like that you've given everybody oh, nicknames. I know, me yeah. too. I got Danny B. I got B. Oscar. I got M. Park. When you when you say uh, Danny B, I think of um, Danielle Brooks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, that would be really interesting. Sure, why not? I mean, her Twitter is the Danny, I know, the I real know. Danny B. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, that Danny really? Burstein could actually be pretty fun. Wait, do we do Miranda yet? No, yeah. we save Miranda for a while. Okay. Yeah. So now next? this is the random character. Wild card. Oh, right, the wild card. Um, I did Christian, like the sexy one that like takes her off to yes, Paris played or whatever. By the oh, Mentalist. Yeah. Yes, I said Seth MacFarlane because I want to oh, see him oh, on Broadway. I can't. I would love to see and him. I think he would. Be, I don't know sing if he's the crap like, out of it. He would, but I don't know that he's like the handsome. So yeah. Well, because I felt like he's he could play he's this dangerous swab, older enough. kind of guy like <laughs> thing for a younger. Yeah, he's actress. still kind of goofy. I also because I cast Sarah Bareilles as Andy. They sang. Maybe it's cold outside together for like oh, yeah. a couple years. Oh ago, yeah. Well, incredible. he really can sing. I mean, he's yeah. got like oh, an yeah. opera. So I thought that would be really cool. Boys. I also just don't like Family Guy. So I'm just like. So yeah. Kevin Eulis. I love. Him. But um, I don't like yeah, cartoons. Uh, Josh, Joshua Henry for Christian. Oh, that's a good one. But he's Dream supposed to be like a daddy. Yeah, but Kim really loves him. That's why I, I put him. like I put Tay Diggs in there. Oh, interesting. Like yeah. I want somebody who has to be a little older and, and dangerous and somebody yeah somebody who kind of just exudes sex. You know, it's a good one. Hey, Dix is a good choice. Oh, Thank you. That's what Colin yeah. Donald. He's sexy. Hmm. Okay. I could see him more as the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, Nate, as Nate? Yeah. Who would you cast as Miranda? Miranda Priestley. Kev. Mm-hmm. I'm going for it. I'm going to say they should cast Kristen Chenoweth. Mm-hmm. And have some oh, song with wow. like the little looks or something like that, like give her something to play off of uh, being the tiny woman on stage with all the power. So, oh, I like that. I, I was like going way older. I listed a lot of people, and I'm going to read them off. Okay, all of them. Yeah, because you got to pick one. I know. Oh no, until I get to the one I'm doing. Okay, okay. you're yeah. going to read the runners up first. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's Miss America. You got Audra. <laughs> yeah, Carmen. Hmm. She's not old enough yet. I'm just saying. Put yeah. Her down. Okay. Ebersol. I put her. I think it's going to be too similar to her war paint character. That's what I was thinking. Too. But you I, know, she was my first thought, and then I went. But you know who eh. you cast? Who? You want to sell tickets? Who? Meryl Streep. She won't do it. She won't do she, it. She I don't care. Do That's who I'm casting, and she's doing it. <laughs> But not on Tuesdays. She'll pull up at Midler. No, no, that, yeah, that's when um, that's when Eversol comes. In. <laughs> Donna Murphy, Donna Murphy, Donna Murphy, would also be brilliant. I, I say you cast Meryl Streep, Andrea Martin. Oh, I would. Oh. Lo- I think Andrea Martin. I, I might like Andrea Martin better than my choices. And my my two top two were Beth Level and Bernadette <gasps> Peters. I love Bernadette as a bitch, as like a stone cold bitch. And she'd sell tickets. She would. She would. would. I think if you can get Meryl Streep to play that part and sing those songs. You can't. (laughs) You do it. I don't know. I'm liking Andrea Martin now. But like Bernadette, I'm just Mm -hmm. still picturing all of them in the wig. I just assume that they'll have to wear the same wig. I, I really try to go back to what I imagine the non-physical character descriptions are going to be before I dreamcast. Yep. Yeah. Because I don't want to pick doppelgangers. I want to be like, what's... And the, and actually, James... I didn't. Mer- I picked the exact person. No, well, I know. Yeah. I know. But I mean... <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth with an Anna Wintour bob and huge sunglasses is I mean, now making me giggle so hard. It, yeah, it would be pretty hilarious. <laughs> and she would give you so much to play with, like, vocally and... She but also, could bring but, in... But, the, but you have Mary Streep on stage. Like, that's all I, I like the idea that... Because Kristen has... That sort of severity. We're really all pitching real hard. She can do. She can do yeah. severe, but she also has that classical opera training. So if that was a way to represent her old-fashioned mm. style, yep, I, yep. she yeah. could sing opera while the rest of them say no, pop. No. Oh, that's what I have to say. Who wins? Yeah. Well, who? What's your cast? I would say Kristen as that's Kevin, Miranda, Andy. I don't know. It was such a huge push that Ariana DeBose is going to get it, and she's going to have like some crazy, fun makeover sequences, mm-hmm. and she's just going to look so fierce and amazing. Nigel. Who else? Nigel. Nigel. I don't know why Danny Burstein makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. James Monroe, I go hard, she said, and yes. I said, Roger Bart. Can they just alternate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's how it works. Wait, but who was... Oh, but then Tay Diggs is Christian. Right. Right. Yes. she said. I think her cast wins. 
Yeah, maybe you're just cast, but then put Kristen in. Really, what I'm pitching so is good. less than the less the actual performers, and, and more then you this. pitched me a production, and I'm just going to buy into your production. Great, it's more what happened. Then and then you guys, then you guys can cast. <laughs> we, so it's interesting because we played to what you like. I know, and she she played. So now I have to play production from now on. Yeah, yeah. I was playing to the test. So we've changed the game. We got to take our game up to the next level. <laughs> yeah, man. Damn. We need to be Fox and freaking do it Grease after all the NBC shows. Yes. And just be like, yeah. oh, you think you exactly. can do a live musical? Yeah. We're going to do Grease. <laughs> Lights of Broadway time! Lights of Broadway! Yay. Lights of Broadway! Yeah! I'm so proud that I finally organized my pack and I have put all of the doubles away. Yes. And I have Brian so excited to not get Warren Carlisle five times oh. in a row. <laughs> oh, for when you play this game. Yeah. I got like Warren Carlisle like a million times in a row. And can I'm, I just okay, say, you guys did such down. a good job running the trading Talk to Kimberly. Thank you. There were people on the trading groups on Facebook talking about the whole, like, put one down and take one, and here's what I'm looking for format, and they all agreed that that was the best way to do it. Oh, cool. I should start having, like, meetups and trade. Yes. So you're each going to pick a card, or we're we're all going to pick one, and then I'll tell you what it means. Let's do just a fancy date night dinner that you're going to cook for yourself or a loved one. So, the card is going to inspire your choice. Like your mm. meal. Great. So, Kevin's going to do the appetizer. Um, you can handle the specialty cocktail. Okay. Brian, you'll do the entree. I'll do dessert. Sure. Great. And with our card... you just inspired by a la, like, top chef. Right. Okay, so appetizer. I have the appetizer, and I have John Rate, which I just learned from the Did You Know part, that he spent 25 consecutive summers in stock venues performing and greeting his fans. Oh. So, we're going to have a... John Rate stock soup. Um, it's just going to be a hearty, baritone, warm soup <laughs> that is filled with longing and doubt from his beautiful carousel in Oklahoma moments. Amazing. <coughs> Can I have an entree? Sure. I'm going to do Sunday gravy, okay. which is a, like an Italian tomato sauce. Um, it's going to be like beautiful meatballs. Um with um, tomato sauce, but the tomato sauce is gonna have food coloring in it, so it's like a little, it's like different colors. Okay. Um, and then it's spaghetti, so I have James Lapine, and it's gonna be um, Sunday gravy in the park with George. Great. Oh. Oh, I get the colors now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you have to wear a hat while you eat it, though. You have to finish the hat while you eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I I am gonna make a cocktail. Based on Robert Morse. And, um, I mean, the easiest thing to do is be like, we're just going to have an (laughs) old-fashioned. But I really, I love puns so much, and it's really bothering me that I can't think of an alcohol pun for how to succeed or, you know. I I I don't. the deer in you. I don't. don't How to succeed in drinking without really trying. Yeah, that's pretty much what we do with our lives. Yeah, I mean, a rosemary infused something. Oh, okay, okay. I like where you're going with this. Um, I think a warm, a a kept warm, a rosemary infused uh, vodka cocktail kept warm while you work late. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, look, that was, I give you, you know, 75% of the credit. I'll take that. Okay, so I have dessert, and I have Miss Carol Burnett. Oh. So this is going to be a 17-layer cake. <laughs> okay. Each layer a different color. Um, there will be rainbow meal. Yeah. Rainbow meal. Um, each layer a different color um, with different fondant creations on oh. top, mm-hmm. different uh, quilted patterns, if you will, for each mattress. Oh. <laughs> and there will be indeed one pea in this cake, and whoever gets the pea in their slice of cake um, is a princess for the night. That's Ew, lovely. there's pea in your cake? <laughs> 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 That brings us to the end of our show. It does. Thank you, Laura, for joining us. It was a pleasure. We really appreciate it. Thanks for the gin. You're welcome. (laughs) So we have a quote to end every episode. Yep. And I'm going to stick with the theme. Okay. Maybe my baby loves me, but oh, if so, why does my baby leave me crying alone in my cot? Maybe my loving baby loves me not. Shoo, do, 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 dab, do, did not do, do, bay. What? That's maybe my baby loves me from Grand Hotel. Okay. Sure. Uh, 
You're welcome. I'll drink to that. Yeah, yeah right? So we anything. raise a glass, and as we end every episode... Thanks so much for joining us. You can follow um, Laura on at um, Broadway Girl NYC. On every platform. On everything. You can follow us at Broadwasted on most platforms. Anyway, thanks for joining us. You'll listen to us next week when we have an amazing guest. It's probably me again. No. <laughs> well, we'll be airing this episode again. Yay! Wait, come on. And don't forget to go to laurahaywoodmedia.com to see all of her interviews and sign up for her friends and fans mailing list. Hey guys, it's Kimberly from Broadwasted. Does your business ship? No, not is your business a ship, like a pirate, but does your business ship packages, boxes, or freight, the kind of shipping that has you constantly deciding what's the best way to get your orders wherever they need to go? Well, let me tell you about Agile Network, a global shipping software provider for managing your business's shipping and returns using multiple carriers from a single platform. Agile Network drops the act to save your business time and money by executing shipments wherever they need to go. Businesses can save up to 30% on their transportation costs with better shipment planning, rating, routing, and tracking for increased shipment visibility. Stop overpaying for transportation today. Let over three decades of logistic expertise help your business make better shipping decisions. Call today at 866-686-2445 for a no-obligation shipping assessment or visit us at agile-network.com. That's agile, A-G-I-L-E-network.com. Call today to ship better and save money. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.